Welcome to the podcast of Hope Community Church. Hope exists to be a church where people can experience the transformative power of the gospel in the context of grace-centered community. We strive to be real people looking to the real Jesus for real change that can have redemptive impact among individuals, local communities, our city, and the world. For more information, visit hopecommunity.com. My name's Aaron, and I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at Hope, and I love that we just got to uh, hear that story read. Um, Nikki, great job. Um, From the Jesus Storybook Bible, um, orienting our hearts to uh, today and what it is we celebrate this Christmas season, and now I'm excited to lead us uh, for a few more minutes of reflecting on uh, God's Word together and orienting our hearts to uh, Christmas. And so um, we're going to read another passage that we have in God's Word uh, that tells us about uh, the birth of Jesus. So if you want to follow along, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2 and looking at verses 8 through 14, and we'll have them up here on the screen, and and also it's printed in your bulletin if you want to track there. So let me read this, and then we'll think about it for a few minutes together. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is God's word. Let me, pr- let me pray before we look at it together. Let's pray. Father, uh, thank you for this morning and um, just how good it is to be here together. Uh, we don't want to take this lightly, this privilege we have now, and so we ask that you would um, be with us, that you would help us in the midst of all the fun and everything we've got going on uh, today and that we're looking forward to tomorrow and um, all this week, that uh, you would help us to slow down and, and uh, be present here um, for a few minutes as we think about this passage and uh, what you want to say to us in it. Um, we pray all this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, without a doubt, uh, one of the, the major themes, one of the dominant notes of the Christmas season is joy. Um, I feel it just being here with you all uh, this morning. I think about when I was a kid coming to services like this at the Weaverville uh, United Methodist Church, and I was so excited. I was so filled with joy, um, not necessarily about the service, if I'm being honest, uh, but more about going to my grandparents' house afterwards, uh, being with our family, having a great meal, opening presents together, and of course, Um, That meant that I was that much closer to being able to get up on Christmas morning. Um, I think about some of our favorite stories and and movies that we love uh, this time of year at Christmas and how joy is such a big part of what they're about, like the joy uh, Ebenezer Scrooge experiences after he has this radical transformation, Um, the overwhelming joy that flows out of Buddy the Elf, if you think about him when he goes to New York City to try to find his dad, uh, the joy Kevin and his family have in Home Alone when they're reunited after they uh, left him 
um, when they went on vacation, which, by the way, um, is kind of a tough rewatch now with kids. I'm like, how did that happen, especially two times? <laughs> but joy is such a big part of our cultural celebration of Christmas and the holiday season, the joy of being with our family, of uh, the people you love, the joy of giving and receiving gifts, of, of maybe having time off from school and from work, and that's good. It makes sense, right? Because joy is also one of the major themes, the dominant notes of the story of Christmas that we have in the Bible. And it was interesting for me to, to think about this and, and do a little survey, but when almost everyone in the Bible that you read about uh, comes in contact with the reality that Jesus has been born or, or comes to see him, what do they do? Well, they're filled with joy. I mean, you think about Mary, once she grapples with it and has some time for it to settle into her heart. Uh, her rel- a relative, Elizabeth, when she finds out Jesus is, or Mary is pregnant with Jesus, even John the Baptist, who's in Elizabeth's womb, leaps for joy when, uh, with the news or when he comes close to Mary, who's pregnant with Jesus. The wise men in Matthew chapter 2 who come from a faraway land to see Jesus. Simeon and Anna, who see him when he's presented in the temple at eight days old. And here in our passage, the shepherds. When they learn about what's happened, they, dropped every, they drop everything to go and see Jesus, and then they uh, go from there and go tell everyone they can about it. Clearly, this is one of the main invitations God has for us at Christmas, for you and I to be filled with joy. And this kind of joy, true joy, a joy that goes deeper and a joy that lasts longer than the joy of the next couple of days is as fun and as great as that is. And so before we go out of here in a few minutes, I, I want to think together about this joy. Where does it come from? How, how can we get it? Like the men and women we read about at this first Christmas, how can we get this kind of joy in our life today? And it's helped me this week in the last few weeks to reflect on what the angel says here to the shepherds in our passage in verses 10 through 12. And, and so what I want to do is, is just look at this and, and draw out a few simple observations that can hopefully help you the way it's been helping me, um, as I said, this week. And, and this isn't a full sermon, more of a meditation, so I, I'm going to be brief. And I know pastors say that sometimes and aren't, but I actually am going to be brief. So three quick observations and uh, we'll be done. So observation number one, this, this joy, the true joy of Christmas, what we see here is it comes from news. It comes into our life as a result of hearing, of receiving news, Verse 10, the angel says, said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. News is what brings us joy, not advice. And that's what Christmas is about and what we celebrate when we celebrate it. News, a declaration, not something that we have to go out and make happen, but something that has happened in history outside of us. And that's what Christianity is about when you boil it down. At its core, Christianity is not a lifestyle. There is a lifestyle to it. God does tell us how to live in his word for his glory and our good. But the way in and at its core, what it's about is news. Here's what's happened. Here's what's been done. And it's good news. That's what the angel says. He said, I bring you good news of great joy. And so the very simple but critical first step in us getting this kind of joy is just to recognize this is where it comes from, news. The good news God wants to declare to us here at Christmas. But good news about what? And that leads us to our second observation, and it's this, that this joy comes from the good news 
that God has given us a Savior. Again, verse 10, the angel says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And there are three names you see here for Jesus. First, there's the name Christ. And now this is not Jesus' last name. Uh, What this is, is a title. It's a, a title for the anointed human descendant of David who God appointed to rule over his people. And then you see the name Lord. And this is a term already used in the Gospel of Luke 20 times, each time referring to God himself, referring to Yahweh. And finally, they come together in the name Savior, who's both of these things in one, who's the long-awaited human king, but who's also God, the one who's got everything needed in his person and in his power to save us. And this is the Savior God promised to sin right after our fall into sin in Genesis 3, when he said, yeah, things are messed up now, they're broken, you and the world around you are filled with sin, but I'm not going to leave you there. One day I'm going to send someone who can make things right again, someone who can rescue you. And that's just what he did when he sent us his son on this first Christmas night. God sent the one we sing about in Joy to the World that we sang about earlier, the one who comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found, into all of the creation that it's battered and broken, including my heart and including your heart. The good news that brings great joy is that we have a Savior, someone who can rescue us, the hero we need. But what I, I think brings the most joy, at least what I know brings me the most joy as I try to take in this good news, is what I want to end with in this last observation, and it's this. The good news of the Savior's love for us. Not just the good news of this Savior, but the good news of his, his personal love for us. And we don't get this fully spelled out here in this passage, but there is a clue we get in verse 12. At the end of his announcement, when the angel says, And this will be a sign for you, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. See, when God sent us a Savior, the long-promised king... He didn't come in a palace. He came in a manger. He didn't come to Jerusalem, the great city, the place everyone would have expected him to come, but he came to Bethlehem. And ultimately, years later, in the moment when he demonstrated his saving power, it wasn't out on the battlefield leading a great military victory. It wasn't doing something that impressed everyone around him. It was on a cross where he won by losing, where he died so that we can live, where he took on all the penalty and punishment of our sins so we can be forgiven and clothed in his righteousness forever. To bring in another Christmas classic, The Grinch, uh, in the 2018 version, which uh, I discovered last year, which has become easily my favorite version. But near the end of the movie, after The Grinch has stolen the toys, taken them back, and then gone back up, on the mountain by himself, uh, the little girl, Cindy Luhu, comes up to find him. And she knocks on his door, and he comes out, and he's really surprised, and she invites him to come down to her house for dinner. And as she's, he can't believe it the whole time, but as she's walking away, he, he says, but why? And she turns around and looks at him and says, you've been alone long enough. 
you've been alone long enough. And see, when, when God sent Jesus to come to us as a baby 2,000 years ago, in a sense, he was saying, you've been alone long enough. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a Savior who loves you so much, he's going to go up on a mountain, and he's going to die alone. He's going to be alone, so you don't have to be. So you can come and be brought into my family forever. It's good news of great joy. Such good news, the angels can't believe it. That's why after this good news announcement, you see a, a huge group of them show up and start singing and praising God because they simply can't believe God would love people like you and me this much. And if God will give us the same kind of grace or the grace to, to get in touch with the goodness of this good news, the same kind of thing can happen to us. We'll sing and praise and be filled with joy. And not a joy that means we got to be happy all the time and chipper and, and pretend everything's okay, but a joy that grounds us through all of our days, even when it's not. A joy that knows the love of a God who did not spare us the gift of his own son, but gave him up for us all. And if that's true, how then will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Let's pray. Father, thank you for um, this good news of great joy that we celebrate today, that we remember. Thank you again for this time to be together as a family, um, to have our kids in here with us. It really is a beautiful picture um, of the joy that you came to give us uh, through your son. And so I pray that by your spirit we'd be able to taste that today a little bit more and uh, as we go and, and enjoy um, the next few days um, that most of all, what would ground us would be uh, the good news of the gospel. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.